0: Hey, everybody, it is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show in the Aftershocks podcast. And before we show you this next video, just wanted to remind you that you can add the CMSPN to your Roku. That's right. If you have a Roku or a Roku TV, just click the link below. It's in the scroll, it's also in the description of this video. And make sure you're logged into your Roku account on your computer and it will add it right to your Roku. It'll add it, then you just refresh your device and Bang, there it is. That way you can watch all of our episodes, whether it's us or Skull Sessions or Talk To Me or Aftershocks or Classic Metal Show. I'll be on your TV. It's a deal, right? And it's free, free. All right, make sure you do that. And now here's the video you actually came to see. is aftershocks right here on aftershocks tv and joining us today to talk about her sort of dead i guess debut solo album but certainly not debut overall is um uh, a newer vocalist to frontiers records some of you probably remember her from her band Kane. and now she's broken away from Kane to just be her own Kane. it is a uh, she's hey. Kane. how are you Shez?
1: hey everyone i'm good thank you how are you
0: I'm great. It's it's great to talk to you. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right off the bat. I was not aware of Kane until I until I heard the solo record, and
1: okay. then I went back
0: and listened so that I could kind of have some perspective. Um, maybe maybe a good place to start is maybe to have you give give myself and everybody a little bit of background about about you and where you're coming from and how you ended up uh, signed with Frontiers.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, I started singing when I was very, very young. Um, It runs in my family. So I have um, a family of singers. My sisters both sing. My dad's a singer. My auntie's a singer. My grandparents have uh, been in bands and stuff. So there was no escaping that for me. (laughs) Um, So I started singing um, and then me and the girls uh, decided to start singing together. And then we thought it'd be a really cool idea to put a band behind us, which we did. And that's where Caned was created. Okay. Um, so we've been going for quite a while now, uh, about 10, 10, 11 years, I think it is. It might even be more than that as the lineup. Um, and then it's gone on to me doing a few solo um Videos on YouTube, I decided to start doing some covers because I love singing. Sure. And then Danny Rexon found a video of me singing Edge of a Broken Heart by Vixen because he was looking for a singer for this project. He found me, and that's how Frontiers and Danny Rexon found Shez Kane.
0: <laughs> sure. Nice. So now, so now, does that mean that Kane as a project is over, or or will you go back to working with your sisters again at some point? Or you know, soon to tell?
1: We're still together. We're still going to try and do a bit of Kane stuff here and there. So I'd like to juggle both projects. Um, I'm literally just taking every day as it comes at the moment because the response for the solo album has been amazing right now. And I'm flat out with that. Uh, But I would like to go back and do some stuff with Kane as well when I can.
0: Sure. And and the interesting thing, Shez, is that, you know, you're going to get attention right away because of Danny Rexon from Crazy, L- Crazy Licks <laughs> being involved. That, you know, if those guys do nothing else, they draw attention. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, you know, uh, working with, with Danny, did you find that you had to change, you know, change how you approach music to to meet what he was looking for or did he did he really come in and just kind of help you adapt what you were doing you know to to be more successful and to be more you know more catchy i guess is the best word
1: um i feel like he asked me if i wanted to do this project and um I snapped it up. I wanted it so badly because I love that kind of music. So the start of loving rock music for me was always 80s, fun-loving, Def Leppard. So Def Leppard was my first love of rock music. Sure. Um, and then obviously I've gone on to like the heavier stuff. So I like lots of genres of rock, um, but it always stems back to that 80s feel. So when Danny actually contacted me, I knew it was for me. So it's all come quite naturally.
0: Sure, definitely. And, and, it, and it really you know, listening to the, to the new, to the debut, the new record, um, you, you definitely hear his influence, but I don't think as much as probably there, there's some, but I don't think as much as, as probably a lot of people thought, I mean, it really feels like your record, not his songs with you singing them. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. I just had a call come through randomly then. (laughs) Um, yeah, that does make sense. He's, he's, absolutely such an amazing songwriter and he's managed to take influences from so many different great 80s bands and then obviously there is a hint of crazy licks in there because he's written the stuff i just think he's done a phenomenal job and he's written songs really well for my voice i feel like they're really suited to my voice and yeah they're just amazing
0: sure now now when you talk about the writing did he come in with all of the songs or did he work with you to create the songs how did that all go
1: so originally he wrote um, "Too Late for Love" for Crazy Licks, okay, um, and that didn't work out for them. And he thought that I would do a cool version of it. So some of the songs were already written, but then he started writing some to suit my voice as well. Uh, everything that he sent my way, I was really happy with, so I didn't feel the need to change anything. You know, when you have something and you're like, it's already perfect. <laughs> I don't right. want to
0: definitely. So
1: yeah, just um, yeah. Everything he sent my way has been awesome. Okay, great. And
0: so, so taking these, uh, I'm always curious when you take other people's work and then make it your own. Does it truly feel like it's your own? Or does this feel more like the stepping stone to what maybe you'll do on the second record where you write, write stuff for yourself, right, right from your own heart instead of from somebody else's perspective singing it?
1: Well, I've always had such a really strong connection with this style of music. So I, th- I feel like Danny's written this music really, really well and I connected to it straight away. Uh, in the future, there is always the option that I'll be able to write as well because I was given that option on this one, um, but I didn't feel the need to. I just felt like everything he was writing was perfect. But um, I would definitely be up for writing for the next one and who knows, maybe we will be more magic.
0: <laughs> now, now, with, with the way you're going, obviously you're getting, a, you know, you're getting a, a good amount of, of press and attention right now, right from the start, which I'm sure makes Frontiers happy. Um, the one thing I did notice is that you're getting all of the, all of the, I'll call them the standard comparisons, the Lee Aaron, Sandy Soraya, you know, Lita Ford, Vixen, etc., do you feel like that's fair or do you feel like that's kind of, and I'll just tell you straight up, I feel like that's lazy journalism, just trying to <laughs> just trying to put you somewhere instead of actually judging what you're doing. How, how, where do you come in with that?
1: Well, to be honest, I'm quite blown away by it because obviously being compared to um, people that I've looked up to growing up, uh, Vixen and Robin Beck and everything, it's kind of like, it's pretty mind blowing, but obviously I'm here to be Shez Kane, So I'm hoping people will see that and, and obviously have that nostalgia feeling of those great bands, but also look at me as a new up and coming artist as well. Sure. No, no, Bringing sure. that style back. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, and, and you know what, that's not a bad thing. I, I mean, I, it, it's a, it's a weird time that we're in that it just seems like retro is coming back more than ever, even, you know, to be honest, even even guys like Danny might have been a little bit too ahead of the curve of it coming back. It really seems right now like, you know, the, the combination of this kind of music and some of the more like desert rock, stoner rock type stuff is just really making an impact for the first time in in years, you know, which is a which is a great thing for what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I really feel the same. I feel like all of a sudden it's starting to come back and I'm really, really happy about it. And I, to be honest, I feel like because the world is in such a bad state at the moment and everything is quite doom and gloom, I really feel like we need that uplifting 80s music to come back. And, and it's what I've been listening to throughout lockdown and it's kept my spirits up, this kind of music. And I'm just really happy to be helping to put it back in people's faces.
0: Sure. it is. It, it is so true that right now where everybody is, you know, whether it's pandemic or politics or whatever the reason is, everybody's angry. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know it, it's just good to have the old fashioned good time rock and roll back, you know. to kind Don't,
1: of take don't get me wrong. I love some of the angry music as well. I mm-hmm. love angry rock. But yeah, this music really picks up your spirits. And I feel like everybody needs that right now.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Now, now, Shaz, tell me about the song, uh, my favorite song on the record. And this might surprise you because I'm sure everybody is is leaning toward "Too Late for Love" or "Rocket" on the radio, which are the which are the singles. I went way deep in the record to find my favorite. I I love the song "Dead End Street." I, oh, okay, it, it, and it it could be interpreted so many ways. It could be a musical void, an emotional void, a relationship, you know. Void, I guess, you know, what, what, what do you feel that that song is about? Or what did, what have you been told that 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 was about?
1: Um, I don't actually know what the songs are related to because obviously Danny's written them and he hasn't actually told me the stories behind them. And I can hear that there are definitely stories behind them. So I'm going to have to have a conversation with him about this. <laughs> but I do feel like Dead End Street is a fantastic song and I think it brings, because it's the last song on the album, I really feel like it brings the the softer kind of uh, the pitch down and it's like a nice relaxing song at the end of the album. And I feel like it finishes the album really well. Sure. Sexy. Well, There's a bit of sax in there as well. I love it.
0: <laughs> certainly. Yeah, it's, it's a very cool song. Um, it is, yeah. And obviously the the, the single that that people are, are hearing right now is Too Late for Love, and they're seeing the video to it. So um tell me a little bit about why that one was chosen as the single and, and about the video shoot itself. Looks like you had a lot of fun shooting it.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so I have two favorite songs off the album, and um, "Too Late for Love" is one of them, and the other one is "Better than Love." So uh, when Frontiers emailed me and Danny, they had the suggestions of what they wanted as the um, the singles. So I was very happy that it was "Too Late for Love" because it's one of my favorites, and I was very fortunate with that one because um, COVID hit obviously mm-hmm. at the beginning, and we can I couldn't get out to Sweden to record the album. Um, but there was a little gap where I was able to travel. So in that little gap, I managed to go to Sweden and film the music video with Danny. And that was the first time I actually met him face to face. Okay. Oh, wow. So you, yeah. so you really don't know Danny
0: like at all other than, other than, other, this- than,
1: other than social media. Or- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> wow.
0: That's crazy. That's-
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's something well, uh, well, Shaz, one of the things I did want to talk to you about—it's not really about the record as much—but I, I think it's um, you're doing it, and I've seen a couple artists, a couple other new artists doing it. One that comes up is uh, Mariah Formica from uh, the band Plush. Um, you guys are using social media, doing cover songs to expose your voice to people, which I think is a brilliant move in in this time period because you know, let's be honest that, you know, short, short of people hearing interviews like this and other interviews that you're doing, they may not be aware of Shaz Kane at this point, but yes. they're certainly a fa- aware of Van Halen Dreams or Edge of a Broken Heart Vixen or, you know, the various songs that you're doing. So, you know, talk a little bit about that and how the response has been, because it, it really, to me, You know, that was one of the first things when I was getting ready for this interview. I looked you up and I saw these videos. I watched all those really before I even watched, you know, the actual video that you have for the album.
1: Yeah. So I just, it was really random. I just, sometimes when I hear a song, I I fall in love with that song and then I just want to sing it. And I thought, why not try to do a video of it and upload it to YouTube, which I did. uh, The first one that I actually did properly, I think was Metallica's um, Unforgiven 2. Right. And I remember listening to that song and feeling like, do you know what, I could sing that the octave higher and give it a go and I would love to try it. So I did that. And then I came away from YouTube and I didn't do anything on YouTube for about a year and a half. Um, I just didn't think to do any more at that time. <laughs> and then um, I started doing the songs again and um, then I carried on doing it and my subscribers were building a little bit. Um, with Dreams, Van Halen, um, I think that's given me a little bit of a boost because obviously, sadly, when Eddie passed, a lot of mm-hmm. people were were searching for Van Halen covers and sure. that kind of blew up a little bit, that song. Um, and the response has been absolutely amazing. But I think it's an incredible platform to be able to showcase your vocals and to get out there as an artist. And that's how I got this project. <laughs>
0: right, there you go. Yeah. know but and and you're you're so right it's that is how in this era you know i'm older obviously you can see the white in the beard you know i'm definitely (laughs) I'm (laughs) i'm definitely older you know to where everything was you got an album you got a cassette tape and you shared it with a with a friend or you brought your friends over to the house and it was a six pack of beer and listening in the back seat of the car or whatever, you know, that was, that was what it was at the time in today's era. Hey, you don't have that kind of time. And certainly with the pandemic, you really don't have that kind of environment to you. It, it really is kind of the best way these days to quickly reach people that you might not otherwise be able to reach.
1: Yeah, definitely. Everything's done on social media these days.
0: Certainly. But, yeah. yeah.
1: Everybody's always looking at a screen. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> now, now now
0: Shez, with the with the new music with the with the debut album, um, have you have you gotten have you had the opportunity to play any of these songs live yet or not yet? Or you're just hoping <laughs> oh, hoping for the world to open at some point? Or what is that?
1: Yeah. So I feel um there was an announcement a couple of days ago here in the UK and they're hoping that things will start back up in June. Okay. It's <sighs> still a long while away. But yeah, I'm I'm itching to get out and gig and to book some some tours. I really want to get out and that's the fun part, playing on stage, promoting mm-hmm. the album, um and seeing everybody. Sure. So hopefully that won't be far away.
0: Sure. Will will you have any Apprehension or fear about actually going out to a room and you know having a few hundred people play? Will you have? I guess will you have more apprehension about COVID or will you have more apprehension about p- how people are going to receive the songs?
1: I've hardly seen anyone in like nearly two years now. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's going to be weird socializing. Oh my god, what is that? Right. <laughs> No, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm obviously going to have like pre-show jitters at the beginning. I think, but I, I really can't wait. Sure, it's going to be awesome.
0: And 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 your label, you know, it, it, I'm sure they've they're thinking at least about bringing back. You know, they've obviously had the Frontiers Festival several years. I mean, that could be just a great launching point for Shaz Kane. Oh, that'd to, be
1: amazing. You know. <laughs>
0: You know, so it, it does, with any luck, it's going to open back up. It seems at this point that it's, it's definitely time. Um, worst case scenario, if it doesn't open up, do you worry about this record becoming almost like a lost project? Because maybe as many people won't discover you because they won't actually get to see you perform.
1: Um, to be honest, I feel like social media is such um, such a good tool these days to actually promote your music. I don't feel like it will be lost, um, but I do feel like I will always feel like I didn't get a chance to go out and promote it. And I'll, I'll be really gutted if I don't get th- that chance. Sure. Um, but I do feel like you can you can get your music out there quite well these days on social media. So I don't really worry too much, but I would like people to come and see me play the songs live <laughs> and sing. <laughs>
0: Well, and, and why wouldn't you? It's, a, it's definitely a great record. It's self-titled. Shez Kane is. When is it out, Shez? Uh March 12th. March 12th. Yes. And where, where should people go um, online to keep up with you and uh, knock wood, get to see where the tour dates are going to be and all that good stuff?
1: So I don't have a website at the moment, but I am pushing all my stuff on social media platforms. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I I don't know why I did this, but I downloaded TikTok a couple of days ago. Oh. <laughs> See how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on YouTube as well. And you can check out some of my covers over there that I've done in the past. Um, yeah, just just across all the social media platforms, really.
0: Okay, excellent. Yeah. Well, Shez, uh one more time. The name of the album is Simply Shez Kane. It, it is. A- It's going to be available shortly in all the normal places, uh, courtesy of Frontiers Records. And, Shez, thanks so much for joining us on Aftershocks.
1: Uh, No problem. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Sure.
0: Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com. For all comments and questions, please email us at info at All right, everybody. Another great interview right here on Aftershocks TV. And before we go, just want to remind you one more time, make sure you get over and subscribe to the CMS podcast network, CMSPN.com. You can watch, you can listen, you can subscribe to everything that we do. Not only us, but uh, the classic metal shows, Shockwave Skull Sessions, uh, Talk To Me. It's all there. One site, get four great shows, never have to do anything again, but be entertained. So Check it out, uh, cmspn.com,
1: cmspn.com, cmspn.com. Until next time, folks.